Welcome to the Payfac Embedded Payments Podcast, brought to you by Payrix. As payments and software experts that eat, sleep, and breathe embedded payments, we're as passionate about you as you are about your customers. Each podcast episode will provide insights about embedded payments designed to help you fuel the transformation and growth of your software business. You'll learn from industry experts, Payrix customers, and leaders on the Payrix team about the latest trends, best practices, and real-world guidance from payments experts to help you take your software platform higher. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Payfac Embedded Payments Podcast brought to you by Payrix. I'm your host, Bob Butler, and today I'm really excited because I'm going to be talking with David Barker, who is the head of partner success, and Brad Pinnicky, who's our vice president of business development at World Pay for Platforms. And we're going to be speaking all about the embedded payment relationship models and how software companies should think about choosing the best one. Hey, Dave and Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob, and thanks for inviting us today. This is David Barker. I have been with the industry now for over 25 years, the last 12 years here at FIS WorldPay and Payrix. During my time in this industry, I've managed everything from referral teams to ISO teams to registered PayFact teams, and currently I manage the team that supports our managed PayFact model. This means I've been around long enough to remember when we deployed standalone terminals using an analog phone line, believe it or not. Sometimes that phone line was shared with the merchant business line. So I've definitely seen the evolution of this business over my career, and I don't see that evolution changing anytime soon. Yeah. Hey, Bob, happy to be part of your podcast. Like Dave, I spent nearly 25 years working for three different software providers, ranging from small to very large, mostly servicing the general retail, e-commerce, and ERP market. But the last 10 years, I've been able to work directly in payments for two large processors, WorldPay from FIS and Fiserv. And in those 10 years, I've worked with hundreds of software providers from referral partnerships all the way to full payfax. Well, this first question is going to go towards David. In previous podcasts, we've had people on and I've talked about the three main models for embedded payments. And can you give a quick overview of how you explain those three models to software companies and really how you see the main difference between each one of them? Sure, Bob. I think the way I describe this to partners generally is who have an interest in including payments processing in their software offering is to think of the three models as revolving really around the roles and responsibilities between you and your payments partner. Equally important is how you go to market to service your customers and how much of that payments experience do you want to own and manage. As you referenced, there are the three models, the referral model, the managed payback model, and, and the registered payback model. So as an example, in the referral model, payments are more about the integration of the software and then capitalizing on your payments partner relationship to help you sell, underwrite, onboard, service, and retain those merchants. So some software providers are stepping more into the sales and onboarding role, but they still don't have an appetite for that deeper involvement or ownership of that full payments experience, which then brings us to the next one, which is the managed payback model. This model allows for a full white label environment where the vertical software company would embed their payments into the software and the payment sale just naturally becomes part of that overall software sales process. In this model, the pricing, the merchant application, merchant onboarding, merchant support, and even merchant statements now shift to the software platform. In this model, you're now dependent upon your payment provider too. So this is a key piece. You're now dependent upon your payment provider to, who should also have a robust set of tools and APIs that allows you to facilitate these functions. 
And finally, to complete the models is the direct or registered payback model where you you are recognized by the card brands as a payments provider and you take on the full set of responsibilities, which now includes merchant underwriting, onboarding, risk, And you have a much deeper ongoing transactional risk monitoring capability. But the benefits now include ownership of that merchant agreement and full instant onboarding. An ideal solution would allow you to start out with a managed payback model while you get comfortable with all the requirements. And then once you're ready, you could transition to that full registered payback without having to change out the tech stack that supports all of this. No, it makes a ton of sense. And Brad, what should software companies think about when it comes to choosing one of these models? I mean, really, what are they evaluating? I think flexibility really comes to mind as number one. If you think about like having a robust set of tools and all the different functions that you need to support from multiple pricing methods, risk and onboarding requirements for each merchant, even merchant management and retention often missed. A lot of people don't think about those key and critical functions. And then I would add PCI compliance is right up there along with security. And most importantly, picking a platform that has extremely high reliability. But I'll also add that as important as the tools are, they're only as good as the people using them. So a company that can support you and augment your own company's payments acumen is equally as important as the tool set. And Dave, what are the key features that the software companies should even be thinking about when it comes to this? Yeah, the features for those software companies might vary from one software platform to another and maybe even the vertical that the software provider operates in. But the key is really, one of the keys really is, do you have the option to have portals, which will allow you to get up and running sooner, and also an API approach, which might give you more flexibility down the road for things like reporting, which you could then integrate into your systems as well. This will allow you to maximize how fast you can get to the market using the portal and to begin monetize payments. But at the same time, it'll give you the flexibility for that hybrid approach later on using APIs which also provides additional stickiness with you and your customer, your merchant down the long stream. But again, that portal will get you there fast. The API, maybe you want to do things that are more integrated longer term, but really having that ability to get into the market using both of those types of tools is one of the things I would consider up front. No, I like the way you're thinking about it from a tooling standpoint. So Brad, as these guys pull their strategy together, how do they decide what's right for their business? And really, in your role here at WorldPay and Payrix, how do you help them navigate that strategy? I think it's important to really sit down and honestly evaluate your own company's assets around payment knowledge and ability to sell and support embedded payments. People look at that and go, hey, I sell software. Can I also sell payments along with that? And then look at your customer experience and do they want one place to call for support? And are you really set up to do that? A lot of software companies already support their customers. So adding the payment support is only a natural evolution for them. And then once you kind of understand what's critical and what's important to you, then that really allows someone to sit down and map out those features and strategies to the payment providers they're looking at. And I think once they get that on paper, they can really figure out the right model and right payment provider who can help them get there efficiently and quickly, but also, of course, with the right balance of help and tools to allow them greater control over that experience. This next question is really going to be directed to both of you, but we'll start with Dave. What do you see as the gotchas that some software companies are not thinking about when it comes to embedded payments? 
Yeah, you know, a moment ago, Brad was talking about evaluating your resources as a software provider internally. One of the things, though, kind of turning that around would be, I think one of the biggest gotchas might be a failure to evaluate the payment providers that you may choose to work with. I think you should look at a payment provider that supports multiple models. With some providers, you may only have one model because that's really the only model that they would offer or support. So, for example, you may work with a provider who is pushing a registered payback model before you're actually ready to take on everything this involves and entails. Uh, instead, our advice would be to find someone that gives you the flexibility to choose the right model for you at the time, you know, where you are in your business model and growth and future. And then they provide you with those options to help you grow from one model to another with minimal disruption to your merchant base. And same question to you, Brad. What do you think are some of the gotchas? Yeah, I think I'll reiterate Dave's point. I think that ultimately it's important to go back to somebody that's right fit for your company. But I think one of the biggest gotchas, you know, if you look at software providers, they go out there, they price their software application, then they think about monetizing payments, and they don't have a great ability to blend that payment monetization mixed with their software. So example is they they give away their software for free or Conversely, they feel like they have to provide the lowest payment, you know, processing rates to the merchants when reality is they can offer fair processing mixed in with their software, a total embedded solution that makes that customer's experience so much more meaningful that you don't necessarily have to have a payment mentality of a race to the bottom. I think that's probably the biggest gotcha I've seen. No, I agree. Brad, any last pieces of advice you'd like to leave for a software company? Yeah, I I think it's kind of back to what we've talked about in previous questions is sit down and really map out what's most important to you. And once you do that, what role are you prepared to handle versus what role can your payment provider? Some people honestly just love throwing a referral over and letting the payment provider do everything. And then other people are much better suited to really handle the entire payments journey. And I guess don't make that decision of who you're picking solely on price, but factor in customer experience, factor in supporting customers. There's more than just price in the equation. And I think if you can sit down and evaluate that, that'd be probably the best advice I'd leave with. And same question to you, Dave. Do you have any last pieces of advice you'd like to leave? I think mine kind of dovetails a bit into Brad's. I would say you should think about your long-term plans and goals for your business in the payment space. Work with a provider that will be able to help you grow and educate you along your payments journey. This industry is always changing and it's going to be important to work with a partner who not only understands the industry today, but has the history, the knowledge, and the vision to help you plan for the future. As you make these decisions, these are big decisions for your business. So you always want to choose a partner that you can work with that can work hand in glove with you and understand your vision and move forward with you. Well, I think that's excellent. And Dave, Brad, I really want to thank you for being on the show today. I've spent quite a bit of time with you, Brad, over the last few months and you, Dave, over the last many years. (laughs) And I I know that we're all big believers in sharing knowledge and experience. So we really appreciate you for joining us here today. Thank you, Bob. It's my pleasure. Yeah, of course. Same. My pleasure. We want to be a trusted resource for software providers who are out there trying to make sense of embedded payments and finance and to help them get the education they need to make the business decisions their customers and investors will thank them for. Thank you for joining us today on the Payfac Embedded Payments Podcast brought to you by Payrix. For more information about embedded payments, subscribe to our show at payrix.com slash podcasts. 